This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. It's Thursday the 26th of October and once again I'm in a hipster coffee bar. Where else would you find me? I'm in the very good company of Andy Harmer. He is the Managing Director of Clear UK. That's the Cruise Line Industries Association and it represents all the cruise operators. And Andy, very good to see you. Um, Here we are, we've uh, been in and out of a pandemic cruise was hit i would say probably harder than any other part of the travel industry how are things now yes uh, good morning simon yes it's um this year certainly has been a very positive one so so if we look at the results from the first half of 2023 they look like they surpass our last record year which was 2019 um and it looks like that trend is continuing we are seeing more people trying cruise for the first time which is how we continue to grow we've seen lots of new ships being delivered this year 23 new ships delivered this year um, and the trend is certainly positive uh, both in terms of people repeating cruise so, so trying uh, true cruises a year for example but also people trying to cruise for the first time i'm genuinely surprised by that because clearly cruise was one of the uh, vectors with which uh, COVID was spread. We saw, for example, the uh, terrible sight of Diamond Princess off the coast of Yokohama in Japan with many cases on board. There were other cruise ships that spent literally weeks sailing trying to find a port of call. And I thought that was really going to damage the industry in the eyes of the travelling public. Well, I think we were seen um, as an industry that did the right thing. So we were the first global industry, for example, to voluntarily shut down. Um, we already have a great reputation for sanitation, hygiene, etc., on our ships. And so that allowed us to build protocols that went way further than any other setting in travel or in hospitality. Uh, and then we enjoyed a phased return to service. So we didn't rush back. We, we came back at the appropriate time. Um, the UK actually was one of the first uh, countries to come back um, in, in that summer of seacations when we travelled around the UK. Um, so I think that phased return to service um, was important. And actually people who cruised in the past pre-pandemic knew that we took these things incredibly seriously, that we continue to do that very seriously. So actually um, our demand has, has, has increased and actually the willingness by people to try a cruise for the first time who have never stepped foot on a ship before is higher now than it's ever been. And I think much of that is down to, the, to us doing the right thing. Uh, that's a quite a turnaround uh, and let's talk about some of those new ships so one of them is going to be the biggest cruise ship ever of course it's another oasis class ship um, from royal caribbean um, theoretical maximum capacity 7600 people that seems i think perhaps one or two uh, listeners might think that's a little excessive for delivering to a series of um, uh, destinations 
Well, I think the, one of the reasons that we've seen that growth in cruising over the past few years has been because we're producing ships that really offer something for everyone. So there will be holiday makers who are looking for a resort-style ship, lots of options around entertainment and dining, etc. And so those larger ships very much meet that need. But actually, we've seen huge growth in small ship, in yacht sailing, in expedition cruising, and in river cruising. Um, and in terms of our destination work, we work very closely with the destinations that we visit. Um, we plan our itineraries two to three years in advance, so we know when we're arriving. And actually, in terms of planned tourism, we are kind of the best uh, type of planned tourism because we know when we're going to arrive and how many guests we'll she'll bring with us. There are, though, um, some voices, and I've actually been listening to what they've been saying, for instance, at the uh, uh, City Council in Amsterdam. Obviously, a wonderful cruise port with a uh, uh, port actually really very close to the city centre. Great place to arrive. But unfortunately, the um, uh, local council says we don't want cruise ships anymore. And um, they're sort of giving you notice to quit. That's, that's a bit uh, disappointing, isn't it? Well, that's not quite the conversation that we're having, actually, but I agree, it is a beautiful cruise destination. So we work very closely with all the destinations that we visit, and that includes Amsterdam. There has been investment both by the cruise industry and by the local authorities in those facilities that we use in Amsterdam. We continue to travel to Amsterdam. Um, our guests enjoy the Amsterdam experience. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we're very optimistic about our continued ability to feature Amsterdam as a cruise port. But again, it goes back to the point I made that we have a really strong and important relationship with all the destinations that we visit. We want those destinations to flourish. We know that there's a really strong economic benefit to destinations of cruise guests visiting. We also know, incidentally, that there is a really strong emphasis by cruise guests to return to destinations that they've visited on a cruise on a different type of holiday. So, so we know there are huge benefits to, to destinations of the cruise industry calling, um, and we continue to work with all of those places that we visit. Okay, I have to, Andy, I'm sorry, mentioned a couple of other really popular cities. One is Venice, one is Barcelona. Uh, Venice used to be the case that you could move very close to uh, St. Mark's Square. I don't believe that's the case anymore. And Barcelona, they're saying that they don't want to have um, so many cruise ships in. That seems to be a bit of a trend, at least from the kinds of cities which already have an awful lot of uh, visitors. Well, so, so certainly we, we support that move of the port in, in Venice as that example for, for Barcelona. Actually, we've been working again very closely with the council there. We are on their, um, their strategic council, sustainability council to work with them. We've been investing in new terminals, so we very much welcome some of these steps that we're making. And actually, it's part of a broader process that the industry is doing, which is an even closer cooperation with some of those ports. So we work, uh, for example, with Dubrovnik. We have an MOU with Dubrovnik around arrivals and departures etc um, if you uh, memorandum of understanding sorry yes absolutely so so again which I think demonstrates how important we value um, the local perception and the local work that we do as a cruise industry in Barcelona we've been investing in new terminals for example and shoreside electricity I know the city has also been investing in some of the electrification of some of the transport that's offered in Barcelona so so again it's part of a pattern I think which is that we work with the destinations we visit and actually you know if the, the picture if you take the global picture many many destinations actually want to increase the number of cruise ships that call and cruise tourism because cruise is able to take guests maybe to places that wouldn't ordinarily be visited or served for example by air or by other forms of holiday 
Okay, um, I have to give you the chance to um, increase the number of people who are going cruising by um, asking you kindly to spell out what's so great about a cruise. Oh, that's a great question. It's um, and, and actually, the, the the research, the the feedback that we get from holiday makers who have tried a cruise is, firstly, it's the crew. They are do an incredible job. They really look after our guests. I think it's stand out from other types of holiday they may have taken. Certainly, destination is important, but actually, the destination experience is also important. So, the cruise industry curates these incredible experiences that are on offer in destinations. So, they get to do something that they wouldn't ordinarily get to do, and. And then, of course, our ships are being built with great dining options, great entertainment. And, it, and I think it goes back to a previous point, which there is a cruise for everyone. You know, we have ships from, from that take small number of guests off the beaten track to some of those larger ships to these incredible destinations. And we'll continue to see that over the coming years, we hope. Andy Harmer, Managing Director of the Cruise Lines Industries Association in the UK. Thank you very much indeed for your time. And thank you for listening. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.